Hello and welcome to Damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. I'm Doug and these are my acute mental neuroses. Um, not a lot on the list you cannot see. Um, let's just jump right into it. I'm going to be working a lot at the day job. I'm going to adjust my socks while I talk. Talk, talk, socks, socks. There we go. I'll be working a lot of days at the day job. Uh, we had a person put in their notice, which I didn't think would really affect the schedule that much. And uh, wow, it did. Um, which is weird thinking that, you know, you've got a person who only works two days a week, but um, that's fine. Um, I'm dealing with it. I'm going to think of the money and put my head down and barrel through it. Um, <clears throat> I could use the money. Let's just be honest. There's never enough of it, guys. Um, and it sucks that little pieces of dead tree are controlling my life. But that's just the way the world works right now. And until we get to that utopian Star Trek world where I can build a spaceship for fucking nothing for no reason, well, I'll be working a lot. Um, so there'll probably be a little bit of stress there. I'm probably going to burn out on my day job a little bit. But um, I'm going to, you know, kind of temper that with trying to uh, decompress more and uh, watch you know, the upcoming fall season, um, and just relax and try to relax as much as I can because I know those moments will be few and far between. Speaking of the fall season, here are my initial thoughts. Um, trees, leaves, turn colors. That's, of course, not what I'm really talking about when I say the fall season, though it was at time recording the first day of fall yesterday. The new fall season, I haven't delved too much into it. I watched the new Big Bang, which I am continually, uh, continuously just whelmed by. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I am simply whelmed. It's kind of a throwaway show just to eat up time in my life. Um, it really is. Okay, so what's her name? Kelly Cow, or however the fuck you say your last name. Um, cut her hair. Who, who gives a shit? And Raj has got a girlfriend now, and I don't care. Um, it's not as an I don't care. I'm going to keep watching it as much as, like, Falling Skies. But, you know, it, it's a nice palate cleanser from things that I'll be watching, like Gotham and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, the new season yet. I'll be doing that later today. But I did watch Gotham, and I'm going to talk more about this on No Applause, Just the Clap, which would have been about a week ago or a couple weeks ago. But once again, whelmed by it. There weren't a lot of Easter eggs or were uh, the, the way they, they there are in Arrow. Um, and, you know, but I liked seeing that, oh, like, Edward Nigma, you know, the Riddler speaks in riddles, but he's like, like some kind of forensic guy at, at the um, Gotham City Police Department, the GCPD. Um, you know, Penguin's a low-level sadistic, you know, not a thug, but a low-level lackey. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why they went with um, uh, a new character, Fish Mooney, played by uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm trying to figure out why they did that as opposed to going to a street-level uh, criminal-like uh, Great White or uh, Black Mask. I would have really liked to have seen uh, a Black Mask. Uh, I think they could have done really cool... Um, I may talk about a pitch for that on No Applause, Just the Clap, um, as well as a pitch for Great White, because I think you could play him, uh, you could do some really cool shit with him, um, ha either halfway through the first season or going into the second season, which I'm already thinking of. I've seen one episode. Um, it's not that, I, once again, it's not that I loved it. Um, it's just like, I'm going, oh, uh, all right. And then anyone else catch the weird tattoos around uh, uh, the Wayne Killer's eyes, and anyone went, hmm. That seems a weirdly, uh, you know, Asian or Middle Eastern or tribal. I'm thinking, uh, you know, a little uh, League of Assassins there, um, which is weird because that's all tied up into Arrow, which doesn't exist in the same universe, 
that Gotham does. Um, and I'll be talking more about uh, the whole DC TV takeover uh, on the clap that I was just talking about that maybe you've already listened to. So those are my initial thoughts on the fall season. I'm waiting for, speaking of Arrow, waiting for Arrow to come back. I gotta wait till January for Archer, and I always have to wait Jan- till January for Archer. But I don't mind waiting because I know that that's totally worth it. Uh, the strain is ending. I'll talk about that on no applause. But I'm, it's it's one of those where I I want some payoffs that I don't think I'm gonna get on that first season. Um, I don't know what the ratings are doing, but I assume they're doing all right because um, it, it is it's it, it's a fun show. It's fun, um, you know, watching a basically an old man with a death wish hunt vampires. With a couple of dicks, uh, not figuratively but metaphorically, it's fucking awesome. Now I haven't watched Agents of Shield because I was not home in time to watch it. Because as I talked about on the uh, last episode, uh, or maybe two episodes ago, um, I'm going back to some therapeutic classes. Um, I talked about how the counselor was not as perceptive as um, my previous group therapy counselor, um, but. The class seems to be built more around of um, talking about things and intellectualizing them as opposed to processing the feelings and getting them out emotionally. Now, in that, I'm still going to use it as another emotional platform to get, you know, uh, my feelings out and to try to to show people that, that, um, you know, look, you guys are worried about drinking and driving. I'm worried about drinking, period. Um, I don't drive. I don't have that worry. Um, there's a worry of the driving, if I may paraphrase myself, that, you know, I, I focus more on, you know, how am I doing this week? Um, I, I even talked in class uh, about this podcast where I go, I felt a hole in me when I left my uh, last therapy, when that finished and it concluded successfully. But I felt I still had some some things to work through and to get out, and that's what this show is. I said, and the fact that I'm I'm, I'm taking on yet another kind of group therapy um, shows that a I'm I'm more than willing to keep doing the work and make more progress because I know I'm not done. But two, that you know I need it. Um, I'm still dealing with stuff. Um, yes, I've grieved the loss of my dad, regardless of that he's still alive. But I still deal with the depression and the anxiety and struggling with, you know, um, you know, that I, I'm not self-medicating. Um, and I need to go, okay, I'm not self-medicating, but I can't plumb my own depths sometimes because it's scary and I back off. And that's just kind of an emotional survival instinct. You know, um, your brain is always going to want to flight rather than fight when it starts feeling, uh, you know, threatened by itself. Where does it go? It it, it, it doesn't want to fight itself. It wants to go, no, no, no. The ego goes, no, I'm a cohesive unit and everything's okay. And I'm going, no, it's not. Fuck off, ego. Um, we're going to fight through this. I'm working on stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to get more into the roots of other than uh, the chemically in my brain, uh, the, the sources of the anxieties and um, the depression. And I and I, I know where the anxieties come from. They, they ultimately come from that I never felt accepted by my family, um, which bled into uh, I never felt accepted socially, so that when I am, I get really itchy, and I'm not good in you know even small groups because I'm constantly looking for some kind of validation that I might never, but I, that I might not get um, because it's not 
their job to fucking validate me, these groups of friends. Uh, it's, it's my job to be confident and go, you know, if they don't like me or a joke fails or whatever, that it doesn't send me in, in, a, in, a, in a tailspin. I go, I'm okay. That's what I have to get to. I have to realize that these people are not just looking at me from the inside as I look um, uh, inside from the outside. That was a lot of sides. Uh, I think that was some weird fifth dimensional fucking uh, Gnostic Christian hologram shit right there. But um, one thing I do get depressed about is I don't see my kid very often. Um, I love her. I miss her. Um, I saw a kid that was literally significantly younger than her, which is weird because she's so young. But, you know, this kid was maybe a year and a half, two, and it was playing and waving and, and, and whatever and smiling. And I... I just, I, I felt very happy that, you know, that kid's happy and the dad was happy and it was out and it was doing stuff and it, it, it didn't make me necessarily jealous, but, you know, it made me a little depressed that like, I'm like, that's what I want to do with my kid. I want to, you know, take her out to, you know, a movie or some kind of event or, you know, just take her on, 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 on the years where, you know, we have the Denver Comic Con and, and you know, just take her through you know, the streets where she's like, oh my God, it's like fucking Halloween and her mind is fucking blown. And, you know, it's like, those are the memories I want to create for her and, and for myself as well. Uh, but so it was, it was very odd kind of having a weird, um, you know, not love, hate, but like happy, sad reaction to like this, this kind of overwhelming elation and then cresting and crashing down on it, a depression. Um, which I was able to process and go, you know what? You know, I'm in a situation I can't really see the kid. Um, that situation will will come to an end uh, sooner rather than later. And I'll be able to create those memories because that's the great thing about memories is you get to create them. They're not like just fully formed uh, in our heads, like, you know, preloaded uh, operating systems. Um, you know, you can add that... Uh, memory software why am I stuck on people's computers that's really weird but um because we're all machines and I read Breakfast of Champions no um so it, it's nice that that's kind of how I um kind of resolved it and reconciled it in myself where I'm like you know what I'm gonna be making up for a lot of lost time and I'm very okay with that speaking of making up for lost time I have not written a whole lot in the November read a novel month novel the case book of John uh, uh, John Goodwitch um, I'm gonna start putting together the uh, outlines for every short story uh, probably this week um, if not next and then that'll be that I'm gonna kind of let it simmer in the back of my head for a couple weeks uh, and then just start knocking it out. And, uh, you know, my goal is pretty much, you know, a short story every, you know, uh, uh, two to three days. I want to uh, uh, possibly even more than that. Um, probably three a week is what I'll probably be aiming at. Um, but I'm, I'm confident that I can put together the notes and just slam right through it. And I'll be kind of on, on, on track. I've cracked every idea open and found the nut meat of them um you know it started with the process of going oh werewolf oh vampire oh zombies like let's do how do i you know make this kind of my own thing and how do i make this work in the john goodwitch world um or not work as the case may be and 
just kind of slammed through it. And, you know, that I talked about that overall arc of the novel um, that kind of presented itself um, as usually good ideas or happy accidents do, that I, it, it was one of those where I was talking to Deb about one of the ideas I couldn't crack, and she helped me crack it, and I went, oh, well, that's going to tie into this, and now I need to move this around, and oh, that'll, that'll work perfect, and this is, and I told her, I was like, this is why this story's in this place, and she completely agreed with everything I was doing, which made me feel really good. Uh, once again, it goes back to that validation I talked about. Um, so the fact that the idea is becoming more and more realized um, makes me feel really good. Uh, lastly, in this one, th this this sucks. Um, I have a friend who's basically um, I, I don't I don't know if he's being held on suspicion. I don't know if he's been um, properly arrested and going to be arraigned. I don't know um, a lot of the details, but you know. If you follow the, the network as a whole, um, you'll see that, you know, um, the possibly that shooting the gap is still on hiatus. It's, it's unfortunate that egos get in the way and drinking gets in the way. And, you know, it, it's one of those where I'm not picking sides uh, between the guy and the girl um, in terms of their fight, in terms of who's right. Who's wrong? I think they're both fucking wrong, to be perfectly fucking honest. Um, I think they're both fucking stupid for acting the way they acted. I think that they made very poor decisions uh, in the entire course of their relationship, which it has led to the current situation. But in, in, in that, you know, uh, there's a thing that, on, online that I read that said, when I give advice, it's not because, you know, I think I'm better than you are, I know more, it's because I've done more stupid shit. Well, let me tell you, um, it, it he's the guy's in the exact same situation uh, I was in um, two years ago, two and a half years ago, and didn't take any of the advice I was I, I gave him. Didn't learn from any of the experiences that life had provided him. Um, so I think that when you choose not to make an informed decision, that, that the weight of that decision uh, uh, being chosen poorly is, is going to fall on you. Um, I, I don't think what she did was right. I don't think she should have, this may be the wrong word, but bullied him into making those poor decisions. Um, and I know that, you know, from what I'm to understand, uh, she may have provided false information to land him at where he is. And I, like I said, I don't know exactly where he is in the system. Um, but she provided false information, um, where, you know, I've talked to other people who are, uh, talking to the police, um, in terms of the investigation. And I told them I, I can corroborate whatever, you know, I can corroborate the truth. I can say anything objectively, but I refuse to be involved in this subjectively and picking sides and that's not going to happen. Um, but you know, I think if she's not truthful, that's going to come out because there are going to be enough people to go, you know what, that's not true. And the police are going to see that. Um, it's not a matter of he said, she said at this point, it's a matter of truth versus falsehoods um, for right now that I'm aware of. So, you know, I wish I could get into more detail, but I don't know a lot and I'm trying to remain um kind of objective in terms of using names um, and, and, and you know, saying things flat out because I don't want to seem like I'm choosing sides. I, I'm really not. Like I said, I think they both made extremely poor decisions across 
uh, their entire relationship up to and including when this all went down a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, last week. And, uh, you know, basically, if you're both wrong, neither one of you can be right. And it sucks that it's turning into a I'm right, no, I'm right bullshit uh, fucking mudslinging tug of war because it fucking shouldn't be. In my opinion, after some of the knockdown drag out fights they had, both of them should have fucking walked away. Um, I don't know if it's a codependent relationship. Um, I know for a fact it's it's not 80-20 with one of them. Um, and that creates a codependent relationship, to be perfectly honest. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, it's one of those where it seemed life was going well for the guy, and then he, he made the decision to talk to her again and go back to her again, whether it was for short-term or long-term. It was sure shit ended long, uh, short-term, rather. But, you know, it, it, it's one of those, it's the cycle of violence. It's that honeymoon phase gets shorter and shorter and shorter, and, and the anxiety and the explosions are uh, happen more frequently. They happen with more intensity. It's, it's just not a good scene. It's a toxic relationship. I was talking to one of the guys in my therapy group about toxic relationships, and I was in one. And I'm not going to pretend that I was squeaky fucking clean in it. I wasn't. I was part of that toxicity. I own that. And that's, you know, why I'm not going to get back in a relationship with this girl without more therapy or even at all um you know i'm trying to keep my side of the street clean i can't control other people and the thing is these people don't understand their actions or where their what how their actions are being informed emotionally from shit that happened 20 fucking years ago they don't know how i didn't know and i wasn't willing to listen you know, or maybe I would have heard them, but not listened. So, you know, it's one of those, I, I, I don't know if I'll talk about this uh, more uh, um, or, or more in depth um, based on the legalities of everything. I wish him well. I wish her well. I don't wish them as a whole in a relationship well. I think it should just dissolve and they should just fucking walk away, you know, fucking just take one step uh, to the left and right and just keep walking fucking east and west, west heading zacks. Uh, don't fucking butt heads and have a highway built up around you because that's bullshit. Um, so that's it. That's the show for this week. Um, you know, maybe we'll bring up some uh, anxieties that I had when I heard about all this and how it mirrors my situation. Maybe I'll talk about that next week. Um, so... From Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I am Doug. And from Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my acute mental neuroses and other people's apparently. Good night, Internet. Oh, yeah. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacn.com podcast.com your home for almost bacon and banjo